You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. Hi, Mickey. I'm Mallory. Nice to meet you. That was my speaking in cursive voice. It was. Have you had two bourbons before this episode? So, are y'all jealous? I'm very jelly that your glass is half full. And mine is half empty. Well, you drink faster than I do. I do. Jealousy. Mm-hmm. I'm not singing. You're not singing? You've no. been singing for the last five I minutes. I know. I know. And I, I heard it. I heard the playback. It's not good. Mm, not cute, huh? Mm. So, hey, we're going to talk about jealousy. This episode is, hey, jealousy, the big green monster in relationships. And, yes, this thing has been done before. I think every swinger lifestyle podcast out there has done an episode on jealousy. We're going to kind of take it from a different angle. We are. Um, and we're going to use a real-life example. And I say real-life. We read it online. Ha, ha, ha. But we're going to assume that it's real because I think it paints a really good picture of jealousy um ethics also envy so we're going to include envy in this conversation which often i feel gets confused with jealousy yeah well because we all know that there's no such thing as jealousy in the lifestyle it doesn't happen oh no never never not us we (laughs) have this down pat right yeah Nah. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight about a guy that did make a mess at home by getting busted, having a lifestyle dating profile. We did see it online, but frankly, we've seen it in the real world, too. We've actually been approached by, you know, married guys and things like that. Or like, hey, just just want to see pictures of your wife. No shit, huh? We we heard about another situation where someone went on a date and the two people ended up being married to someone else. Oh, my God. That was this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean... A lot of strange things happen even inside this community, Um, and it can blur the line of ethics or just, like, you know, I don't know, take a fucking giant leap across it. Yeah, skip ethics altogether (laughs) and just go straight to skullduggery. Right, but I think um, jealousy versus envy in this conversation um, could be beneficial, enlightening, or waste your fucking time. Yeah, if nothing else, we're just going to sit around and make jokes and shoot the shit, and hopefully you have fun and hang out with us a little bit, but let's talk about our world lately because that's kind of how we start every show and this again we got rid of the crappy ad section of this show so we're just gonna talk about what we've been up to and what's going on yeah that sounds great so we literally just got thrown with uh two of (laughs) really great friends friends oh my god love these guys and i'm so excited we have a rascal wedding this november at at hito so excited well and you know it's funny because we actually do get to use her name ironically enough uh we're allowed to say her name because it's Technically not her name. Say her name. Say her, her name. Her name is Starry. Starry. And her celebrity boyfriend. Yes. Who's going to be her husband? Tony Stark. Yes. Tony Stark himself. We are so excited. Uh, so these guys have been rascals forever. We've been friends with these guys forever. And they're getting married in November on the rascal trip. And they just called us and asked us if we want to be a part of their wedding. Oh, my God. I I did not cry. I'm super proud of myself, but I'm you always cry. I'm really honored, and I I just can't wait. They're amazing humans. This is going to be a 
fantastic day. I think we're going to end up partying all week long to celebrate this. So, yeah, it's, I tell you, I, I love those guys because they are just so dynamic and interesting as a couple. She is so fucking glamorous and just, she looks like a pinup all the time. She's just, yeah, she's, she's so got, smart. She does have like this, like, um, air of like old school glamour yeah. that makes her like so classy, but she's also so down to earth. Very. Like, good for him for locking that down. Yeah, right? Way to go, buddy. And, you know, I mean, Mr. Stark has just this... uh, First of all, he's actually... Because he's so gregarious and so out there, and we always play games like we're trying to find him because he's usually petting a dog somewhere, right? We had to chase him all over Key West that one time. That's true. And, but you know, when we talk about these guys, like, this guy's actually brilliant. He's actually made... And we say we call him Tony Stark because he looks just fucking like the guy. He really does. And he has made not one, not two, but several. Um, Complete <laughs> sets of Iron Man armor. Literally by hand, like 3D printing, like the engineering, the like. Like motorized masks and stuff I that mean, open and close. And I, it's crazy it's what beyond, this guy's done. It's beyond me what kind of skills go into this because there's so many different facets and moving, working parts to it. It's just, it, it's. It, it's mind-blowing. You so know, initially, I just thought he had a lot of free time, but he doesn't. No. It really is skill. No. No. It's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So we get but to be anyway. a part of these guys' wedding, so we're super excited about it. They just called Bless us about them. it. I think they've lost their mind. They have. I don't know if they know us. what they're into because I'm going to make custom hats for me and my penis. <laughs> Can I get it like a Merkin, like something that's... Um, I'm not okay with colors. hair on your vagina ever. Okay, uh, so not a merkin. Can I get a veil? Sure, we'll okay. do a veil. Okay. Just a little veil. To not a veil, cover I'm not the bride. Kitty. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. I'll hold a bouquet there. It's going to we'll be amazing. See. We cannot wait to be a part of that wedding. That's going to be in November. By the way, we do have a couple of rooms left for that trip. Not a lot. I think we're down to like six rooms for the November trip. I don't so. even know, but I know it's. We're getting close to being sold out. We are. We got to book our tickets, by the way, for that, too. But oh, anyway. Thanks. The mental note when we go to back to real right, Well, maybe we'll listen to our own episode and be like, oh, hey yeah, guys, there's the reminder. Hey, guys, thanks for putting up with us. But, yeah, so we're going um, November. Rooms are almost gone. Um, I was going to say something, and I lost my train of thought, so you go. Oh, sorry. I fucked up. But, hey, speaking of hotels, what about the casual hotel? That thing's been bumping lately. Um, yeah, I feel really blessed. We got to see, um, two of our favorite humans, Justin Derek recently, which was amazing. Oh my God. I just love them so much. And I try not to fangirl, but I can't help it. I know. And now, now she's posting some pictures on Twitter from you guys' little photo shoot. Mm. And it's just like every day I get to see each of you. Oh my it's God, just when amazing. I see that, but I just want to like, I offered to rub it. aloe on it with my face. You did. You're, I mean, you're just, you're a kind human being. I am. Being. That, that was, offer that stands, Jess, if you're listening, yeah. just so you know. But um, anyway. No, but now? you know what? The casual, you, fun, funny enough, the casual hotel was busy for the last week. And for yeah, the first family. time in like six months, somebody stayed at the casual hotel and didn't have sex in our guest room. No, <laughs> no. But funny story. Um, the tiny human that was here ended up dragging our Liberty or our Liberator S. Yes. Into his room. To oh, God, use that was so weird. Chair. He literally pulls our Liberator S <laughs> out of the media room. And pulls it into the guest room that he's sleeping in because he likes laying on it to play video games. He's like, this is the best bit, like, relaxation video game and reading chair I've ever had. And he asked his parents for one for Christmas. Yeah. So we told them about our toy store. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that so was a great free. segue. Go to casualtoys.com where you, too, can have a Liberator S of your very own anyway. for your child to play video games in. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
anyway. What, what else are we doing? We're we're heading somewhere here. In the Alabaster Alabaster Scrotum is coming to town. <gasps> whoop, whoop. Can't yeah. wait. And he's bringing his spawn, so his crotch goblins are going to be with him. And hey. he's going to come down, and we're going to go to Jeep Beach. So if you guys are going to Jeep Beach, drop us a line somewhere and let us know. We're always down for a vanilla-style beer or a, on, on the beach with friends. Mm. We'll I'm have pants drinking, on, so it's got to be vanilla. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be drinking those lemonade Trulies. Oh, my God. Those fuckers are amazing. What? What? Like I don't I never thought I would say a seltzer was good. Yeah. But it's tasty. It is. And with me trying to, you know, stay on the skinny side of the the, you know, equation, like yeah, I was super impressed. They Whatever. were super fa- flavorful up. and a little like vodka back <laughs> to it. Was I helpful. have officially settled, like, you know, everybody's worried about their summer body and their PCAP body and all that right now. I'm going for the when they look at me and they look at you, the He's got money, body. No, they see your penis and they're <laughs> like, "We get it." No, whatever. Clearly, he's loaded. Guy, stop it! You're sexy. Anyway, but now, man, if you guys are going to be at Jeep Beach, make sure to stop by and say hello. Find us on the beach. You can actually look for the casual swinger flag, casual toys flag. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's explain that to you know Alabaster Scrotum's crotch goblins. They're freaking practically adults. They're as old as our kids. Okay, well you can have that convo. Whatever, I'll leave it up to him. It's his problem. He can sit down the beach from us. I don't know. We'll see. We may or may not have him up depending on the crotch goblins, but. Anyway, it is 30 Days of Lingerie, if you haven't been paying attention to Twitter, living oh. under a ducking rock. Uh, you know, I don't, unlike your Twitter feed that looks like porn. It's all porn. Most of the time. I kind of feel like I've I've encroached into that territory because I, I look for the hashtag. I never search has, hashtags, almost never. And it's my favorite. Like, I will click on it to see all the updates from, like, the day. And holy crap. I got to give Kate credit because that thing's taken off. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's people that are not lifestyle that are posting 30 Days of Lifestyle. No, not content creators. Just regular people posting pictures of themselves in laundry. It's so awesome. It is. And I I have to say, like, for me, I feel a lot sexier because now I have, like, a a 30-day commitment that I want to participate in. So, like, I'm looking for stuff and trying stuff on and... Buying a couple of things here and there to try something new just to see, you know, how it were, would work. And I have to say, like, it's definitely mentally put me in a much sexier place. Oh, I thought that was us last night. That was <laughs> that put you in a sexier place. Yeah. You want to wrestle? Mm-hmm. I, I, we got a special kind of wrestling, though. Yeah. You're not allowed to use your hands or your feet. You just have to use your vagina. And I have to use my face. Uh, yeah. that It's on. Wrestle. It's on. <laughs> it is totally on. We got a wrestling mat for a room. Yeah, we did actually get a mat. Because so we, ha- we have an kidding, amazing bed. Not, we have I'm an amazing kidding. bed, right? If we haven't talked about this on the show before, <laughs> our bed is so fucking awesome. It is a purple four, which means it's got like four inches of the space age crazy shit on the top of it. And it's so like the most comfortable bed for sleeping that there ever was in any environment or any universe galaxy ever. Yeah, but using the bed for leverage when you have a traditional spring mattress, right? You have that additional like yeah push bounce ones get back. Too free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With this one, it doesn't. It, it absorbs everything, so you really have to work for it. And and sometimes because you're leveraging. You know, a lot of your body weight in a very like fine point. No, it absorbs or, like, all the shock. So you it like does. You go, mm, and it goes, mm. it yeah. doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a wrestling mat. My favorite thing was it came in and like kid unfazed. Like yeah. whatever you like, weird, whatever. whatever you weirders are up to is the kiddie pool and jello coming later. Like <laughs> we could turn the pool to jello. No, not the actual pool. What would we tell the pool guy? 
No, we're not. No, but we can do it in the yard in a kiddie pool. All right. Whatever. We can make this happen. But hey, if you are interested in, uh, this has nothing to do with the bed, of course, but 30 Days of Lingerie, and you want to check it out, it is happening on Twitter. It's also happening on Instagram, but to a lesser extent, because, you know, those guys are a little more diligent about taking that shit offline. So you can do it on Twitter. The hashtag is hashtag 30 Days of Lingerie, no spaces. For those of you that are spelling impaired, lingerie is spelled L-I-N-G-E-R-I-E. So make sure you check that out at 30 Days of Laundry. That is a product and a creation of Kate of Swinging Down Under and Wanderlust Swingers, depending on how you refer to her. Yep, that is true. And there's also a promo code that you can use dur- during for the duration of that event on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, use code 30SEXYDAYS for a discount on lingerie at casualtoys.com. Yeah, and that's lingerie we don't normally discount, right? So it's not just another Correct. 15% discount from Casual Toys. It's on on jewelry and on lingerie that we normally don't give discounts on. So now's the time, even if you're not participating in this event, if you've been looking for something out there, fellas, that's just going to make you look great, like a G-string or a bodysuit. Dude, we have some great, like, men's lingerie. I'm just saying, like, those those fun. You missed it. I just told oh. guys to get bodysuits and G-strings for themselves. I did. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I the guys that are participating this year, like, oh my God, mama is all about it. it. Oh, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, fellas. Right. Well, and I mean, if you had uh, abs like Steve in Jacksonville has, that fucker's got, apparently he does nothing but do sit-ups and, and like planks all day. I want to watch. <laughs> but yeah, like these guys are, are all just doing a great job. So I made a joke about guys in bodysuits. We actually do have a ton of guy, like, I don't know, guy jure. I don't know what we call it. but Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the array of ladies lingerie as well. Like the Kixies have been selling like crazy. Um, oh, it, like off the shelf crazy. Like we've run out of a few types. Yeah. And, but I will say, I still stand by this. They're hands down the best damn thigh highs I've ever gotten in my life. No thigh muffin. They stay put. They have sizing for height and width, which is a, it's a big deal, especially if you are, are shorter or taller and thinner or thicker down yeah. there, right? So you actually can pick something that'll fit your body type. And they stay. They do. I've, I've, we've done dirty things to you in your Kixies. But there are two products that we have had uh, just universally 100% positive feedback on. One of them is Kixies. The other is the Womanizer Premium. Uh, you know, our condoms would be the third one, but some people complain that they feel too good and that they're afraid it broke. So that's not exactly 100% positive feedback. So Kixies and the Womanizer Premium, 100% positive feedback. Awesome. So, so check that out. And by the way, thank you to the PCAP crowd. The PCAP crowd has just gone fucking bonkers in the casual toys site lately. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I have words to do it justice. Uh, thank you guys so much. And I can't wait to fucking meet all these people in May. This is going to be like the event of the year. I feel it in my bones. You know, I'm not going to catch COVID at PCAP. I'm going to catch every other bacteria there is on the planet. I'm going to come home with a cold and I'm going to come home with like a strep throat and a pink eye because I'm going to hug everyone. <laughs> it's going to catch it all. Okay. Like, well, just remember consent. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'll offer hugs to everybody. And okay. They'll have you're, to tell you're going to no. be in the, the, uh, the line, like the greeting, like at Walmart, like you're just going to stay in the lobby and like offer hugs to everyone that walks in. Please don't say me. No, <laughs> please don't say me. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So what else going on? Oh, our last episode. Yeah. Let's yeah. give a shout out for all the po- positive feedback we got on. That. Oh, it made, so, you know, you know, every once in a while as a content creator, you do something and it is one of those things that you're a little scared to put out. And I think that was definitely us 
we were a little scared to put that episode out and because it, we it, were talking about something that was a little scary i mean it was sex toys and, and yeah, health wasn't and safety and definitely not sexy yeah, so that was just, I mean, people, all the comments, that's the validation that we get. When you come back to us and say, holy crap, this made a difference. I got rid of all my stuff, and I did it because I was having problems, and I didn't know why. Uh, that was huge. Uh, I think an important note, though, is that we need to let people know, because we did get one where somebody's like, hey, nice sales pitch for casual toys. And I was like, wait a minute. No, that was not. And I think we no, even said no, it during that, the episode. Yeah, and that's definitely not the intention. We own a toy store. We're passionate about it. We talk about it. But it, it, it's not our end game. It's not a purpose. And, you know, I don't care where you buy your toys from. For me, it was one of those things, like, I didn't know. And my, myself, 10, 15 years ago, if I had known what I know today, I would have told her flat out, don't do that. Yeah. And the only reason we found out of it about it was because of the toy store. Yeah, that's true. You know, because it's not like this is marketed material that's out there and available unless you really go looking for it. And I don't think we've given enough attention to our, our sex toy use. No, well, we and because really, it's we not really have universal it. information, because it's not just commonly known. There's just, no, I mean, there's only a few resources out there for it. So we don't really care where you get your stuff. As long as you're safe and happy, we're happy. We yeah. love earning your business, but we don't say things on this show to get you to buy shit from But I'll, I'll tell you, a, send us an email or a chat uh, on the website. Like I said, even if you don't buy from us, but you have a question, we're happy to answer. Yeah. Hundred percent. We'll always. And if do we that. don't know, we'll we'll find someone who does, or send you in the right direction. All right. So let's talk about one more thing before we get out of here, because this is running long for an intro. For All right. Us, let's go. As far as lead ins go, but just let's talk about PCAP for a second, because I know we talked about PCAP a couple of minutes ago, a little bit in the PCAP crowd. This thing's going to sell out. There are only a few rooms left for PCAP. Yeah, I think like there's at least one or two categories are are gone at a mm -hmm. minimum. So. Yeah, and I think maybe people were thinking, you know, I've got time. There'll be cancellations. No one's canceling. No. No, everybody's doubling down. They're like, fuck no. it, we're in. And we, what, have a five-week runway, six-week? Mm, yeah, I think yeah. it's 70 days was yesterday or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're... Not, we're no, it can't be because this close. is April and it's in May. Maybe it's not 70. You can't now. count. All right. I don't know. Maybe it's like tomorrow. Fuck if I know. Yeah. Yeah, stop. I look like a bag of dog food. I'm not going to do setups. Stop between drinking and mathing, please. <laughs> no drinking math. But we are bringing a buttload of goodies down there and a whole bunch of condoms and some other things. If you guys think there's something that you'll need, please reach out to us and let us know what we should bring for you to the Casual Toys table in addition to all the freebies we're going to give away. Just to let you know, I'm coming. You're coming all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's jump out of here and come back and talk about jealousy and the lifestyle and the big green monster. Mallory, why don't you tell Hi, that's me. Do your thing. Yeah, uh, so we're Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at CasualSwinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message, podcast at Casual Swinger. Um, love us. Please feel free to leave a review on iTunes. You hate us? Just send us a nice, um, strongly worded letter by a mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And feel free to check out our dating profile on Double Date Nation, SDC, SLS, and Cassidy. That sounds like a, just a perfect rendition. It's like you've done this before. Once or twice. All right. We'll be back in just a hot second to talk about jealousy and the lifestyle. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Wow.
Well, hello. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. Yeah, I am still Mickey. Hi, baby. So what are we talking about today? We're going to do a discussion like a jealousy versus envy convo, right? Well, you know, a little bit. And, you know, I think the, the whole jealousy conversation, it spans a lot of angles in the lifestyle. And I think when we think about jealousy in the lifestyle, the first thing that comes to mind is my spouse is jealous because I'm fucking someone that's not them. That's how we view jealousy. But there's so many more permutations to it. Oh, 100%. And, and it is a thing, and it's a thing because there's so many different permutations to the lifestyle, so many lifestyle dynamics. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, in the lifestyle, absolutely. But let's just talk about life in general. Sure. I still believe that, you know, jealousy stems from your own internalized personal insecurities, right? Or, uh, you know, past trauma experiences, whatnot. Yeah, well, it's, um, it comes from fear. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid I'm going to be alone and naked in a pile of my own filth. That she's going to like somebody more than me. I'm He's going to make her happier. I'm not good enough. They're cuter, taller, thinner, prettier, handsomer, whatever. Sure. Is handsomer a word? I digress. Anyways. <laughs> but we'll make it a word for now. <laughs> we got into this long discussion after um, I tripped over this Reddit post um, about this guy who was having issues. And when I started digging in, and I'm not a, a huge Reddit consumer, but I found the conversation fascinating. You were dicking in? Is that what I said? Kind of. Okay, I was dicking in. All right, dick and in, honey. I don't know, we just coined that. Um, and it turns out, so this, this gentleman has a girlfriend. And he got busted with a lifestyle profile. And his reasoning was he used it for masturbatory purposes. Well, he says. Well, right. He and, used it and for let's, I would like to operate in, you know, because it was on the internet, so we have to believe it. Must be true. Uh, must be true. But let's pretend like everything we know from what we read is close to or the truth. Well, he okay, was the one just, that wrote the threat. He is. He is. Um, but I, I could say right off the bat, the fact that she went looking, or so, it's not like you tripped and fell into this profile, right? Like, Okay, that's I true. She wasn't fall. like on Google and like looking for flowers right. and all of a sudden, oh, there's my husband's profile so on a swinger site. Probably a good chance there's some underlying shit going on. She was probably checking up on him. Maybe reading his internet history. Maybe, you know, looking at his apps. Going through his you phone. Know, going through his phone or his laptop. Who who knows? Who fucking knows? But she'd already had something about the relationship that she decided to go looking. And if you decide to go look... My philosophy is don't because you've already decided you're looking for something. You're going to find it. It just it's how long it's going to take you to get there. Even the most benign thing becomes tragic. So once you've made that decision, you're already you should be having the conversation on how you're you don't feel secure in your relationship and why. And that starts with you having an internal conversation with yourself. You know, why do I feel this way? Is this external impacts or is this something that's underlying in me? Yeah. And I think I think we've kind of talked about this at least on some level a lot personally. Maybe we've never discussed it on the show at this point. It all runs together. But if you feel like you have to look, you already have a problem, right? Right. It's you already have a trust issue. You already have a suspicion. And Mallory's right. If you feel like you need to look and you go looking, you're going to look until you find something. That's the way it works. Nobody stops looking for their keys before they find them. Now let me ask you a question. We're both grown ass adults. We went through adolescence and young adulthood. At some point, you and I have both been guilty of this. 100%. Because we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's very natural, especially when you're younger, to feel insecure and you're not mature emotionally enough to identify why. So it's all it's externalized. Sure. Right? Um well, and there's well, always maybe there's I'm the blame not a- game too, right? There's there's a blame game that happens. This is, well, this person, I'm sure they're cheating on me. I'm sure they're doing something that I'm not okay with. And it's all their fault. They are evil for doing this thing. And this guy that's involved or a girl that's involved, depending on what side, or it doesn't really matter what side you're on. It could be a guy or a girl either way. But that other person is evil because they know that person's in a relationship. So they need the shit beat out of them. I mean, that's the way we work. I wasn't going to take it that far, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, that's just the way we work. We're like, okay, if I'm jealous, then I'm jealous that this person is doing these things and I'm angry at the person they're doing it with. Yeah. And But the reality is it started before anything ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Plausibly. Yeah. I I think I agree with you there. But yeah, you've put on your sleuth hat, right? Then you become the pseudo private investigator right you're looking for evidence at this point and you will not stop you're a bloodhound you will not stop till you find it so she did she found a profile on a website is that cheating just to have a profile on a lifestyle well that was the first question right so he's got this profile that he did not let her know right Mm -hmm. um he's been he says he's been using it for masturbatory purposes and she found that is that cheating well i don't know did he engage with anyone he says not he did not physically make a date meet or engage with people in that facet but he really didn't go into detail conversationally like did he contact people was he just using it to look at profiles and pictures was he having conversations with other people sure is it is it cheating because i think cheating is a very broad term kind of like Ethical non-monogamy and swinging. Like, sometimes those are very broad strokes and can cover a lot of ground and a lot of diverse relationship styles. I think cheating's a a short way of saying, I feel betrayed. Mm. I was, I like that, betrayal. I feel betrayed. That's the way, that's, that's the short version of jealousy. And in this case, this guy created a profile on a website because there was something that turned him on. He was turned on by the idea of cuckolding and hot wifing, and he wanted to see it. He wanted to see the real-life people doing those things. He wanted to imagine his wife being into that, but he didn't discuss it with her. He didn't bring it up to her, or, or if he had, she wasn't receptive to it. Yeah, And well, such that he felt like he had to do it without her. Well, so it's his girlfriend. I think that this may have existed that predated the girlfriend. It's just in the dialogue, because he mentioned something that he's, that porn, right, traditional porn, you know, you porn, red tube, X hamster, whatever, doesn't do it for him and hasn't in a very long time. And he he said very long time and then went into, I don't know if it was a year or two years, that he's been with his girlfriend. So when you look at the landscape of, like, time and how it's perceived, it sounded like maybe he's been doing this before her and never came clean about it. Does that make sense? Right. Well, maybe on some level he did not feel comfortable having the conversation again he didn't feel comfortable having the conversation in the first place i mean there's any number of reasons why he might not have felt comfortable really just kind of doing that yeah and i honestly i mean so we we have a question which is is the fact that he created a profile on this website cheating and by definition the way we define cheating Cheating is the lie. 
infidelity, the betrayal is the lie. A lie is betrayal. Mm-hmm. Betrayal is cheating. So, yeah, if you define it that way, if he felt like what he was doing, you know, there's something we used to tell our kids. If you feel like you can't talk to us about it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Right? We also told them we'd rather have a thief than a liar, though. So don't trust our parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> an honest thief. Yeah, an honest thief. <laughs> That's right. And I, I think if he was responding to those couples or singles and then saying to her that he's only using it for voyeurism, then that's another lie. So again, yeah. Well, and then after I got through, so this was only like the third or fourth comment, and I'll be honest, like (laughs) there's a lot. He got a lot of hate. And before I really got into the weeds, I took a step back and go, holy shit, like what if this guy was reaching out and, and posing as a single or posing as a couple because we don't know the structure of his profile, right? We don't know what it looked like or or how it sounded or how he presented himself. I, from a community standpoint, and being in this, you know, outskirt of society, right, in a lifestyle, I felt betrayed in a way. Like, you, I hate to say this, but I was like, you don't fucking belong here. That's, that's, that's wrong. That's not okay. Well, he's abusing our community to get off right i mean so as a person in the community who does create content and put stuff out there and you know that on some level maybe he watched you or listened to you disingenuously or just engaged like say we were having conversation you know time is one of those things that you we are really cognizant about it in most cases because it's the only thing you can never get back yeah you know you can make more or less money you can have a bigger or smaller house. You could have less or more dogs. Like, you can never get your time back. No. And when you start, in, especially when you're investing in people, it's kind of, for me, it's a, it's a, it would be a huge slap in the face. And that's why I have you run the email communication for the dating sites because... Yes, let them waste my time <laughs> instead of yours. You're just much better. You're so much better at it than I am. It's hard for me to compartmentalize when I've dedicated time and it falls through. And I know that's that's par for the course. And I'm okay with like the organic fizzling out. Where I struggle is the ghosting. Well, yeah. The ghosting is a little hard. Well, and again. Because I have my own insecurities. Right. <laughs> I mean, these guys, If what we're really talking about is because, so did he cheat on his partner? Mm-hmm. <sighs> It depends on the relationship, but probably in a way, because if the cheat is the betrayal, the cheat is the lie, then yeah. But he's also kind of catfishing and fishing using the profile this way, because if he's interacting with couples and or singles for his voyeuristic tendencies and he never really intended to actually get engaged, then yeah. And you know, I'm not, when when I hear the terms fishing and catfishing, my default is the hot chick profile that tries to gather all, all, the guy friends and connections. Oh, yeah. And that's a know? dude, that's a guy that's really a piece of shit because he's pretending to be a hot girl trying to get pictures. Right. Yeah. But in this scenario, if that's the case, like uh, ew. Yeah. Ew. He's still being something he's not. He's not it's not what he said he was using it for. So he's a douche canoe. Right. And I think you get a lot of hate, right? And I think he sure. did. But here's the other thing. Don't go out on the internet to a place like Reddit. And look for opinions if you 
Because what you're really looking for when you go to a place like Reddit is you're looking for people who agree with you. Or you're asking to get rotten tomatoes thrown at you. Well, like it's yeah. very polarizing. You very it's it's not very often you get um you know a a slew of responses that kind of speak the the moderate tone, right? They're you have to go very, looking for them. You you really, really do. So on the other side of the equation, the other question I asked in my head is, does he not know he's a voyeur? Does he not know how to deal with this? Does he not know how to articulate it? Is he just figuring this out? Because keep in mind, we don't know jack shit about this person. No. How, how old is he? He could be 22 or 42. Yeah, and he's just a standard internet user who went to a place looking for people to agree with him, and he got flamed. And those things, you know what though, totally his responses happen. were like, "Yeah, I was a total dick." Like in hindsight, I see that this was not okay, but at the same time, like, I I need to pull up his responses. Well, honestly, and I think the internet is kind of the the death of, or maybe the modern day death of Dear Abby, because what we used to have, Dear Abby, that's a throwback. I know, right? Uh, well, I was a newspaper guy, so. But anyway, like. <laughs> Get your papes. Oh, oh, not that old. It was in 1919 <laughs> wearing a freaking bowler hat running around going, get your papers here, get your yeah. papers here. I need to watch Newsies now. Please continue. <laughs> anyway, like what I'm getting at, though, is you know, I think that today you go out to the Internet and you put this stuff out there, ideally in places where people agree with you or you look for people who agree with you, instead of going to a trusted source that you go to somebody, and I'm not saying that we're those people because we're not professionals in anything. We suck at everything. We talk about that in the lead-in. But what I'm talking about is going to one source that you trust them to give you an honest opinion. And I think that that's a lot more effective than going somewhere like a Reddit where you get a thousand different opinions. And now you're like, well, what the fuck is the truth? Okay, but let's think in normal society because we're on the outskirts, right? We're sex positive we're progressive we our children know who we are what we do we don't flaunt it but we don't keep them in the dark you know which is you know in in some of the relationships we have content creators other lifestylers they've decided not to take that step with their kids right we have tons of resources to talk about these things to talk through these things and what if Reddit was the only resource this person had that they felt comfortable with. How fucking sad is that? Ooh. So we're saying that this person is a neck beard with pimples and, and maybe we Coke bottle know. glasses and sitting in the basement we, of the science building. We could probably give him five or, just, Warcraft. five or six different archetypes. Like if we really wanted to, like we're just postulating. At Masturbating this with canola oil. Yeah, sure. Or cannolis for all we know. Ew. That just took it to another level. Well, I mean, they're cold and delicious. and I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> well, um, hey, if his dick fits in a cannoli, maybe that's all he can it get. It depends on the size of the cannoli, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, you actually kind of bring us to a, another point, though. Do you think maybe this guy on some level maybe was just numb to porn from overexposure? It could be. I mean, when you think about it, if he hasn't, I mean, he know he's got, obviously he knows of the lifestyle because he's been venturing into this because he, he flat, flat out said that porn, traditional porn doesn't do it for him. And I don't know that I have reached the end of online porn. You know, I dabble here and this and there and every once in a while, and I'm not a, a high porn user, but like, I will use it from time to time, and I've seen some graduation in what I search for. 
There's still things that there's still a lot out gross there. Me out. Yeah. Sure, sure, but like there's still like things I'm discovering out there. There's a fuck ton of online porn. How, how, in all of the categories and potential searches you have on various plethora of platforms out there just for free porn that it's not doing it for you. So it tells me that he is not only looking for that voyeuristic aspect, but a le- certain level of engagement. Well, and so in, in my case anyway, and I have friends that listen to this show, so it's, they know more about me today than maybe I ever wanted to know. But when we talk about, and, and of course we have a lot of friends in the lifestyle listen to the show too. I'm talking about vanilla friends that knew me before Casual Swinger. But what I mean here is, you know, my personal preference is, is amateur and it always has been. So when we talk about exploring pornography and and doing it on a personal basis, you know, does overexposure lead you to exploring deeper kinks or, you know, more audacious and crazier shit than you would that if you were doing it with your partner as part of your relationship? And I think maybe that's true. Oh, think about the arguments we know of plus what's probably out there in standard vanilla society, think about a husband and wife who have a traditional monogamous relationship. They're not um, maybe sexually adventurous. Maybe there's some shame in there. Maybe Lights off, side. Tuesdays only, maybe, missionary. Maybe. Yeah. And she catches him watching, you know, uh, Bukaki porn. German Shiza videos. Porn. Well, no, like, let me even dial that back, threesome porn. Okay. Just run-of-the-mill threesome. Run-of-the-mill Recent porn, it automatically. What do you think that argument looks like? Is the do you want that from me? Like, is that what you want? Is that I mean, are you? Are, and I saw you looking at our neighbor. Yeah. I, is that what you want from her? It creates doubt, insecurity, jealousy. Why? Because we make up the spaces in between. We That's make up the things nature. we don't understand. Oh my God, I talk about this in our, my work life. If you don't know the facts and if you feel like there's something you don't know, you make it up and you put the worst you, possible thing you can think of in the hole. Well, you put various things in the hole and the thing you cling to the most is the negative, right? Because it's what we're the most scared of because we want to plan for the worst and hope for the best, right? And it's absolute human nature. That's why I'm, I'm a huge evangelist on transparency and communication. Oh, you're such an evangelist. I am. I feel the Lord. Oh, okay. No? Anyway, let me go get my Tammy Faye Baker on. I got to go put like the mascara that runs down my face. All right, we got this. Anyway. Um, uh, but I do but think you're that right. these things are you leading, uh, the, these, these gaps in communication that lead to fear, that lead to feelings of jealousy, and that are fueled by desire that can be fulfilled by the internet, that can be fulfilled by things like OnlyFans. Do you know OnlyFans has created a situation where people have personal access to the object of their fantasy? That's actually a great point. And that's something that came to mind when I was reading through all the dialogue there. And I'm like, if he's looking for a voyeuristic, like I want, I really wanted to ask the question and know more about what his goal was, what got him off and what brought him there. Because with these platforms only fans i mean it was it was on an upward trajectory right <laughs> upward my ass and they went from well, 100,000 well, to 16 million creators well, i okay you got to the point really quickly mr says a lot about you that's what i do um 
Sprint. But with, with think about the impacts of COVID. That's something that happened, and we're we're all at home, and you know these strippers and other sex workers and people who never even thought about sex work before yeah. decided to create OnlyFans. And I don't care if they painted their toenails or like you know did DP to themselves. It it or DP really with three other people. It doesn't matter. It really took off in the last year, year and a half. Oh God, yeah, like a hockey stick, right? And there's plethora of things out there for them yeah. so why wasn't that a res- resource for him as well well you know first of all this was probably cheaper right so i'll use an example from this week well by the way, he, which and i work really hard you work really hard we work our asses off and you know what we don't do we don't earn 1.2 million dollars in six hours are you talking about the cash me outside girl? Cash me outside girl. That thirteen-year-old <laughs> prostitute made one point six million dollars the day she turned eighteen in six fucking hours by showing off her new fake tits on the internet. And more importantly, there were people out there that couldn't wait to pay it. And if you look at that money broke down, which by the way they released these statistics, that girl made over two hundred thousand dollars from personal messages. Meaning, people who were turned on by her were communicating with her personally and paying to do it. I don't even know what to say. I want to go. I want to quit my job and and maybe go try to beat mm, up Doctor Phil. No, let's look at the ramifications. In perpetuity, that's what she will be known for. She will never get over that persona. So right now, she's young and she's capturing it, capitalizing on it. But she'll never get away from it. For one point like, two million, you can make me known for jerking off goats. You know what though? Nope. I don't know for one point two million dollars for the rest of my days on earth, I want to be known as that person who was on Dr. Phil that showed her tits on OnlyFans to earn like I don't know that that's who I wanna be. Whatever, I'm bad. And I'm not judging her. I'm just if I had to put myself in that place, like I would be under a rock somewhere, but I'm also not that kind of person. Like I, d- if obviously I none of us are, or we would have done it by now, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, this kind of thing that this I created. Need, I need positive affirmation. But it does actually <laughs> so, ask, it and does, not monetary, right? But monetary it lends the question something. for both the creators and the people: What's enough, right? At what point are you googling amputees riding bareback on a camel in a convent filled with horny, horny nuns? At what point are you one of the horny nuns? All right, should I ask you about your search history? You should not like, look. That you. was very specific. Uh, well, I, well I, I mean, I had to pull something out of the air, so why not? That did not sound rehearsed. Um, <laughs> it didn't sound <laughs> like you pulled it out of the air. I'm actually a little scared now. I went looking for it, and it did not exist. So we have a new content creation goal, Mallory. Are you in? No. Oh. Definitely not. Oh, womp womp. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like camels. I think they're cute and they're funny when they spit at other people. And what about llamas? Can you ride a llama bareback? But we need an amputee. Oh my god! Please stop. <laughs> Look, <sighs> I I do well, think that we've we do go too far with this though. Whether and I think you don't go too far when you do it together because there's some checks and balances. As you guys are hearing right now with Mallory and I, even having this conversation. She's like, yeah, too far. You're being an ass. And I think when you explore things together, you know, you're each other's Jiminy Cricket. Like, maybe that's not okay. Um, A good example actually would be in real life that happens a lot, fetishizing race. 
where we see with people like I want BBC. Well, maybe some people don't want to be called BBC because their race isn't important. Maybe they want to be a person, right? And so I think... I don't think there's a maybe in there. Well, yeah, but some people don't mind. Some people think it's great because they have a huge penis and they don't care what you call it. And and that's good for them, right? I'm just saying that any time that you make it about one thing, that's all it's about. That's funny. We just had this conversation and it was very blase in the car. And um, we talked about updating our profile. And I'm not going to give all the deets, but there was something very specific I said like just pot, like throwing it out there and throwing a noodle at the wall and going, mm, you know, right now in this moment, as I'm feeling it, this, this, and this, like this box, this box, this box, if all of those are checked, like they would literally have to try to not have sex with me. Yeah. But I don't think that, and what we were actually talking and I, about. And then I asked you, I was like, is that fetishizing? Something? Well, yeah, we did talk about this because you got a thing for firefighters and cops. It, no, you do. You always have. If you listen to the show, they know this already. So. I know. I just can't help it. It's like. Yeah. And I don't think, but that's different than fetishizing something people damsel. can't control. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Something people can't control. So when we fetishize something people can't control, uh, amputee, little people, race, right? Th- those things, maybe that that is hurtful. And then <laughs> when you can't have that conversation with your spouse, because that's something you're turned on by, then you go out and you start looking for it, then you get busted, and then the feelings of jealousy come up, right? It's a lot more complicated than just, I can't get this at home. It's, I don't even know how to talk about this because I don't know why I feel this way, why I'm turned on by it. Well, and that poses a great question. Is it actually jealousy at that point? (sighs) So... Or is it the other thing, which is going to bring us to our next conversation? Mm, well, and I think we see the other thing in the lifestyle more than we do jealousy. I so the other th- other thing is envy. Yeah. Which is not so indifferent from jealousy on the surface and the way it feels when it and when it happens. But envy is, you know, you're having so much fun and you're the center of attention or you're being, you know, you're in the spotlight and I'm envious. Maybe I feel like you're having more fun than me. And or I've I had haven't this seen happen. you look at me like that in a while. Oh yeah. That's a great one. I've and actually I had that. And I miss oh, it. Oh my God. The first, first two days of my period, this last round. Yeah. Sorry guys. It happens. It does. Um, I, I was just like, Oh, and I was like ticking and just ticking like, Oh, I wish she still looked at me like that. Oh, and blah, blah, blah. And it was so just bullshit emotional. But I was like, I'm sitting here being envious. If it can happen to us, guys, it can happen to any of you. It was was a rude awakening for me. Like, I went and sat in our bedroom, like, crisscross applesauce on our bed and had a whole, like, internal conversation with myself in my head. I probably looked like I was, like, meditating when you walked in. No, I just knew that you were you were examining something, right? Not going through something, you were examining something. You were trying to identify why you felt the way you did, which is something that I admire about you because I'm a little more volatile emotionally, I think, sometimes. I think we're all human. We, we cross that line every now and then because we can't help it. We're so charged at, at that point. It There's just some cases where it is absolutely best to walk away and digest it and really analyze what's going on before you speak. That's mm-hmm. probably some of the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. My grandmother gave us that advice before we got married. Sure. 
you know, you know, be very careful with your words because those are things you can't take back once they're out there in the universe. They exist forever. Just and in our university, the Internet, she had no idea. <laughs> even bless her heart. Never even. No, she knew we got the naked internet. on the beach in Jamaica. That was she it. did. She did. She was very envious of that, by the way. Yes, I wish I was that brave. You kids are gonna go down there and get naked and have so much fun. You are. I was she's, like, yes, we are. She's granny. like, I did a lot of fun things, but I always wish I could have done that. And I'm like, I love you. Please don't come with us. Please don't take your shirt off. <laughs> but you know, so let's actually kind of examine this because I think the jealousy, as we said in the lead-in, that everyone's familiar with in the lifestyle is. You're fucking someone else. I'm jealous. That's not what experienced lifestylers deal with. Experienced lifestylers do, however, sometimes deal with things that actually lean towards envy. A good example that Mallory brought up here was that maybe, you know, uh, and I I made a joke earlier about, you know, me having the dad bod for PCAP, but, you know, Mallory's beautiful. Mallory is attractive and she's fun and entertaining and gregarious and everyone likes her and she's going to get all the attention and I'm going to be over here getting drinks for people at the bar. I'm envious. I wish people paid attention to me. That is something people really deal with. Maybe one person in a couple in an experienced lifestyle couple, it has nothing to do with sex. It has to do with just being the center of the conversation or being interesting or being It's funny. It's funny you say that. I also note that you didn't say I was smart. Um, and we'll talk about that later uh, offline. There we go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but mm. I often feel that way about you. You're um you're you're very much the life at the party and you're so engaging and so charismatic. And we've both been on this side. Let's be brutally honest. We don't compete against each other, but at times we feel we compete in the same circle for I, I don't know the word for it, but it... I can tell you. What is it? I just want them to like me, too. I, yeah, yeah. I, we actually had the conversation earlier, like, sometimes I'll... I'll let's use Jamaica as, a, as an example, because it's an easy one for us. Um, I'll have gone to the bathroom, maybe gone back and got something for the room, come back, and you have all of these friends, and that's great. And then I walk in, and I feel like I'm really late to the party, and you guys have already have like all these inside jokes that are going on and I'm, I'm playing catch up. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to, hey, be fucking humble. Just ask the question. Sorry, I didn't get that. What happened? Tell my story. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And then. Can I play too? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can I play too? I like your toy. It's yeah. really cool. And this is where jealousy is misidentified because the other side goes, what are you mad about? What, what did I do? I didn't do anything. What are you jealous about? Well, it's really easy to fold in on yourself when you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. It's harder than you think it is to ask that question. Mm-hmm. It took me years to figure that out. And I was like, oh, that's an easy solution. Well, and I think the the, the way that this really gets misconstrued is because as the offended person, your initial response is, why did you? Why didn't you? Right. It, it, there's a lot of you questions that come out of that. And from our experience, I think we've seen both sides of it instead of. I wish I was included. I wish I felt like part of things. And we've gotten so much better at that over the last maybe five years. Yeah, we have. Because, I, I mean, I was in my early 20s when you and I met. And one of the most impactful conversations we had with each other is I, I actually had that conversation with you. Yeah, I was really I like young. an ass. Well, and, but the other side of it, I learned a lot from it. So I'm like, you and you and you 
and you and stopped I felt and, you, and you did and and but you were so patient and so kind and the conversation could have went left really quickly if you didn't have the the pause the patience the wherewithal the experience to go okay i get what you're saying but if we were to look like moving forward i want to ask something of you and you literally asked me this question I can't read your mind. I would love to. Maybe not so much. But if I could have in that moment, that would have helped. But I can't. So why didn't you ask me or ask them or involve yourself or include yourself? You know, I feel responsible for your emotions. I feel responsible for your happiness. I know that's not my job. I love seeing you that way. I know that resides in you. But can can you take those steps? Because that will give me an identifier, a hand raiser at a minimum to know that you want to be included, that you want to be caught up because otherwise I don't know. Yeah. It stuck with me. That that was literally 15 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time. It was right at the beginning, maybe 14. And it was really tough because I wanted so much to be in the know. And if I could read your mind, I would have thought, oh, wow, she really doesn't like anal. <laughs> did I just make you choke on your drink? <laughs> that is good bourbon. I did not do a spit take. <laughs> but I came very, very close. No, yeah. it was a very aha moment for it was. me. It was. And I literally, I remember my jaw like dropping down while I'm listening to you. I probably looked like I was catching flies. But I realized that I had a certain amount of accountability in there for, for naming the things or calling out to the things that I wanted. And then I had a role to play in that, that I couldn't expect you because we know each other so well to just know what I needed and wanted at every given moment. So there's a big thing I want to go point out here before we go to the last part. And we are starting to come to the end of the hour here. So I want to oh, make sorry. sure we finish the conversation. But, oh, that's my job. This is what I do. <laughs> I'm the timekeeper. But, you know, I do think it's important to identify that you don't say to somebody, you are. You don't say, well, I want. You just say, I would like to feel that as well. And I feel left out. And I feel like I'm missing something. And I'm not saying you're not giving it to me. I'm not saying that I'm not getting it because of you. But as a person who loves you, I want you to have all the things. So if you tell me what you want, I'm going to try to make sure you get it. And I think that there's so many people out there that are listening to the show right now that feel the same way. They just don't know how to have the conversation. And I think the conversation starts with, I love you, and I am not jealous of what you have I just want it too. I want to come along for the ride. I want to experience the things you experience. I see how you light up when those other people talk to you or tell you that you're attractive or that you're interesting or that you're funny. And I want a chance to feel that way too. And I, that's, that's how you overcome envy is you say, I just want to be part of the party. Fair enough. And even today when I don't know how to sort those emotions, if I'm in like a, a more, I hate to say this word, but more fragile state or more unknown state. I'll tell you how I feel and then I'll sit back and it takes a lot. It really, really does take a lot of patience with yourself to do this in a very calm and um, in a very calm manner and go, okay, this is how I feel. And what I saw that happened was this. 
from your perspective, how did that look and what could I do better and how can I articulate myself better to achieve what I want? And if, and sometimes I'll give it to you. The answer was, you know what? I missed something. I think you called it out here and I missed it and, or this happened or whatever. You'll be completely honest with me. But there's times where you'll back it up and go, I see that now. However, this would help. Or I think you're not, you weren't in a place, maybe you had a bad day at work. Yeah. You know, that's actually very common. Like maybe your headspace wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. It's so important to, to not let somebody feel attacked. Right. It's so important how you address this guy, girl, doesn't matter. If your partner starts to bring this up with you, make sure that you try to hear where they're coming from and don't take it as a personal attack because that is the first way to send these conversations into the shitter <laughs> is to go, well, fuck you. Yeah, right? Right. That is the wrong answer. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not about you, you egomaniac. It's about you guys. It's about both of you. If it's not about both of you, the lifestyle is probably not the right thing for you. So you guys really need to take a look at how you're feeling about this. Now, let's kind of attack one more piece of this. Okay. What happens when you feel jealousy with another couple that you guys are seeing because maybe they're playing with another couple and you guys are together all the time? And or maybe you have a a really good relationship. And all of a sudden, together, you're sharing jealousy. Is it jealousy? Is it FOMO? Is it envy? Is it sadness? Is it What is it when you feel it? Because I think all of us, that when you finally have that four-way connection, because we look for it for so long. It's lightning in a bottle, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I want to have it. And then when you have it, and they're playing with somebody else, and you're like, huh. But that's my toy. Oh, I want to be cool, too. <laughs> right? I mean, it, is it still jealousy? And how do you stomach that as a couple? Do you ever talk about I mean, I think we talk about it. We talk about it. But do other couples of- talk about it, too? Or are we crazy? I... So here's my thing. This is where I struggle, and maybe this is part of my evolution. But I don't feel comfortable talking to the other couple about it. I think that is a problem that resides in us or me. Because it makes you look like a stage 25 clinger. Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, it's we've all engaged in this lifestyle for a reason. And we know the parameters. And, and if we were more polyamorous... It would be a completely different conversation to have, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not our situation. You know, we're we're a swinging or ethically non-monogamous mm-hmm. couple, however you want to label us. Fine by me. I don't give two shits. Um, dirty bitch. I am a dirty whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, when you do find that four-way connection, there is that little, like, heart stop moment where you're like oh yeah <laughs> they have a life of their own it's not all about of, me what do you of mean this little tiny vacuum where we have these sexual escapades that are just fucking mind-blowing and we can also go play putt-putt golf together and have a great time you know it it it's it's a little bit of a a wake-up call well all things that go up have a down yes and there's an inverse Mm -hmm. and when you feel that good Mm -hmm. about another couple collectively yeah there's going to be something that makes you feel 
almost equivalently bad. Uh, you know what, though? I think it still stems from our own insecurities as individuals. Maybe we're on our way out. No. <laughs> Like, maybe we're not good enough. Maybe somebody replaced us. Yeah, maybe. Okay. It's the same shit, yeah. and it happens. Yeah, it's so like the playground. How do you deal with it? How do you isn't, self-soothe as a couple? Isn't that like the playground all over again? It like is. as Like small children? Ugh. I don't want to get picked last for <laughs> kickball again. Fuck, man. But you know you know what makes me happy? What's that? When that same couple, you'll have a conversation, they tell you what a good time they had, or maybe they come to vent to you when they didn't have a good time. You yeah. know, it, that actually makes me feel good really good because i'm still at the end of the day doesn't matter what happens after the fact i'm still your fucking friend what do you do what happens if a couple doesn't want to play with you anymore or they play with another couple more should that bother anyone i mean if all of a sudden they're maybe they're on the outs or mm. maybe they're just not as cool anymore i mean do you let that get to you or do you just go next i really struggle with asking the question why and i don't i've never done it but I've I've molded that over in my head, and it's none of my business why. It's none of my business what other people think of me at that point. Ever, right? ever. That's that's their business. Yeah. But I intrinsically want to know. Well, I think we want to know if it would make us feel better. Yeah. Well, it's not going to make me feel better, but I always look for evolving myself. And if there was something I did that I could fix, right? Because that's what it's about. I operate like a guy, maybe in that respect. Yeah. That, like, if I have a flaw, maybe there's a way I can analyze that and better myself as a human being. <laughs> and it sounds really fucking altruistic. A hundred percent it comes from my insecurities. Like, did I use my teeth when I blew you? Because I'm really sorry about that. I tr I I have a lot of them. Look, and if he I doesn't ask for band-aids and neosporin after the blowjob, he's probably fine. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, some people just don't mesh and you just yeah. gotta let it go. And you know, work that shit out with your spouse. I've wanted to. Um, you know, I've wanted to, but I've never asked the question. But I can't help but ask myself why. Yeah. Well, I think we all do. So last one, you know, and, and there are so many, again, we talked about this earlier tonight, that there are so many permutations to, because there are so many dynamics in the lifestyle. But what about intercouple jealousy when one person is paying more attention to the other couple than they get at home? We talked about that. I want you to look at me. I want to feel that way. I remember when you used to look at me that way. I remember how that used to feel. Is there a way to handle that that is not, hey, motherfucker, I'm over here too. Is there a way to handle that? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my default. But <laughs> I know it is. That's no, why I put it's it that not. Way. It is not. You lie. <laughs> you lie. The thing, the question that our listeners need to answer is: Is it jealousy or is it envy? And if it's jealousy, meaning I don't want you to feel that way, that's the difference. Jealousy is I don't want you to have it. Envy is I wish mm. I did too. Jealousy means. You shouldn't be doing that. I'm, I'm upset that you did. I'm jealous because I don't want you to do what you did. Jealousy means I won't. Yeah. Envy, okay. envy means I want to feel that way too. Yeah. I don't like the way I'm Je feeling right now. Envy is a me too. Yeah. And me jealousy is yeah. I don't want you to. That's at the end of the day. That's what it is. Okay. I can see that. I see where you're going. Also, we're not licensed medical professionals. No, but I'm just talking about how I feel and I've been able to identify the two of them. Yeah. And I know that when I'm jealous, I'm jealous because I can't stop you from doing what you were doing. 
I'm I'm angry because I can't change it. And it was mm. possibly in my head, my behavior that created it, and I can't undo it. The envy just means I just want to be part of the team. You know, I feel like anger hitches a ride to jealousy. Doesn't it? Usually it? does. Yeah. And That's I, how we mask pain. That's what anger's for. Yeah, I'm good at that one. Yeah. So, guys, I want you to think about how you deal with it. I want you to think about what it is. I want you to really examine before you pop off. Because if you just want to be a part of it and you love the person you want to do it with, you know, we can go back to Star Wars, right? It's right? fear leads to anger. Or fear, or fear and anger lead to guilt. Guilt leads to hate. Hate's the path to the dark side, right? So it's, I mean, all those things are, here we go, geekdom. Your nerd is showing. I know it is. It's actually hot. Yes. Well, end this show we must. So why don't you oh tell people God. where to find us? I just did this. Yeah, fucking 45 Hi guys. minutes ago. Hi, guys. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at casualswinger.com. Send us a message podcast <laughs> podcast at casualswinger.com. We're also on social media. Find us as Casual Swinger on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, feel free to uh, look up our dating sites. That's Double Date Nation, SEC SLS, and Cassidy. Mwah. All right, guys. That'll do it. This has been an episode about jealousy and the lifestyle and some of the stupid shit we do. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger.